Welcome, everybody. It's Elaine Taylor-Cross with Impact ADHD, and I am thrilled to welcome a guest today whom I met at a NAPO conference. For those of you who are not in the know, NAPO is the National Association of Professional Organizers, and our guest is, is the quintessential professional well, I guess you're not a professional organizer. You're a professional productivity specialist. But uh, I'm welcoming Mike Vardy, who is um, a productivity strategist. And he's also the parent of two and the creator of the Now Year Method, which is a really simple, flexible way to manage your time. So we're going to talk about um, managing ourselves in the interest of managing our kids today. And, and ultimately, the goal here is to talk about simplifying routines and rituals. So welcome, Mike. It's great to have you. Thanks for having me, Elaine. It's great to talk to you again. Yep, indeed. So let's let's kick it off by talking about, you know, I, I had asked you earlier to sort of tell me, what do you think parents need to know? What's important for parents from a productivity perspective? Parents of kids with complex issues, whether they have them th themselves or not, what's what's important for them to understand? Well, it's you know, it's funny. One of the things that I did this past year is I actually took a parenting class with my wife because we have a son oh, that's very – uh, yeah, it was it was one of those things where, you know, and, and there's a stigma attached to that, right? There's always like this, whoa, are you, is everything okay? I'm like, yeah, no, we just want to be better parents. Like, it's not a, you know, it's like <laughs> you want to learn how to do something better, you you, you you learn about it. You don't just, you know, rest on your laurels. And so we, one of the things that... that Can I just say that I didn't when, pay you to say that, but I'm really appreciative no. that you did. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's so, what sanity so, school is all about. So, yay. Yeah. All right, continue. Sorry. It's, 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 so, so we, you know, I, I'm in this session, and, and it was a six-week course, uh, and, and we're we're in these 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 classes, and and I'm seeing a lot of the parallels that I see with adults and with time management, and of course, when you watch somebody present, as you know, and you're kind of like saying, okay, well, what what can I take out of this that I could put in my own stuff, right? Do you know what I mean? Exactly. So I'm watching it. It's, it's and she's talking about, you know, one of the biggest things is consistency, um, mm -hmm. and and you know, you need to be consistent. So. Um, and, and in a lot of cases, it's, it's more about there's um, reflective listening, so things like that that we're talking about. And, and I'm, I'm paying attention to this, and I realize, you know, with time management, that's really if, – if you want to manage your time and your tasks better, then you need to have a model of consistency that is simple enough for you to quickly, you know, grab in, in the instance that, you know, uh, you're emotionally flying off the rails or you're, um, you're going down a path you don't want to go down because, you know, you've been distracted or disrupted. Uh, and you also – the other thing is is that consistency also will allow you to kind of um, connect with, with – you want it to be flexible too because you, you don't want to be feel like you're, it's too rigid for you because if it's too rigid, then you kind of – then you feel that, okay, you're trapped. And I'm a creative artist as well, so I don't like to feel like I have to follow step by step by step. I like to be able to ask myself uh, open, not open-ended questions, but I like to be able to have uh, – I like to be able to have the freedom to, to mm -hmm. make some choices but yet I love to do it in a way that I've set it up in advance so that I, I have less freedom than I think. So I'll give you an example. Um, you know, I see, one of the things I do is I theme my days, okay? So every day of the week has an overarching theme. It doesn't mean that I only do that stuff on that day because some stuff comes up. But when I – let's say I get interrupted. So you and I are actually on this call right now, and it's actually my deep work day, which is the day where I'm supposed to have intense focus, work on big, big things. And we're having this call. Well, when I'm done this call – I don't come out of the call and okay, now what? What do I do now? Do I jump on it? No, I say, okay, hold on a second. Not what, what's next, but I say, what day is it? Oh, it's Friday. Friday is deep work day. Okay, let me look at my list and see what tasks I've labeled deep work. 
So instead of seeing 50 tasks, I see maybe 10. And, and that gives me some focus, and then I still have some freedom to choose which of those tasks I want to adopt and, and work on. So having that consistency there of having every day of the week waking up and not saying, oh, it's Friday, I wake up and say, oh, it's deep work day, gives me that, 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 that pillar, that productivity pillar, as I call it. So that way you can make progress every single day, and if you get disrupted or distracted, it pulls you back in with a simple answer to a simple question, which is, what day is it, and what does that day mean? Right. Right, so that you're able to really personalize the structure you have in your life to make it work for what the way your brain works, how you think, how you operate. Absolutely, and, and I mean, for not everybody can, can do this and has the freedom I have with my schedule since I run my own business. Some people have the nine-to-five job that they're, it's just too dynamic, but the, the, there's still some power behind theming your days because what do you do before work? What do you do after work? There's this great book by uh, Arnold Bennett called How to Live on 24 Hours a Day. And he talks cool. about you know, people that, that live, you know, they, they, they look at the workday as the day. And he talks about the commute to work and what people are doing and all that stuff. He says these are all the, the, the periods of time that you can do other things. You can be more intentional with it. The kicker about this book, Elaine, is it was written 106 years ago. Wow. So wow. none of the, these problems haven't, haven't gone away. They've just changed, right? It's just a new form. It's a new way. Instead of being on the train and reading the paper or, or having a having a an after uh, after you know drinks after uh, after dinner or whatever, a cigar and drinks. Instead, you're you know you're Netflix and chilling, or you know, or 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 you're checking Facebook on the way. So that that hasn't changed. So you need to look at your day as a whole instead of just saying, yeah. oh well, the nine to five, right? And then the other well, thing you know- that people can do, it, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to, as an example, what jumps out at me is, you know, because you were talking about parent training, and we have this online parent training course. And it's interesting, when I talk to parents who are struggling to use it, and, you know, occasionally we'll get someone saying, I bought it, I really want to do it, I don't know how to get it done. They hadn't really thought about the fact that they've got to commute, or they're making dinner, or, you know, they're, or they're exercising, that there are times that, that they could use that time. Um, but as you say, they hadn't really, they, they had just never even considered that as a possibility. No, they and and you know, I mean, it's it's interesting because when you look at the day as a whole, and you give it a focal point, because really productivity is about intention plus attention. That's what I believe mm-hmm. it is. Speed and that intention all intention plus attention. Right. So intention is these are the things that I need and want to do. Right. So they're the things that have the power. Attention is what gives those things power. If you don't pay attention to your intentions, then they're powerless. Right. And if you but what a lot of people do is they have all this attention, but they have no intentions behind it, which means they're going off in all directions. They're directionless. So what you need to do is marry them and say, okay, I have these intentions. My intention on Friday is to do deep work. Okay, how am I going to pay attention to that intention? I know I'll block off an entire day that says, hey, it's deep work. And if I get interrupted by a phone call or by an interview or whatever – at the when that is all said and done, I can just go back and say, okay, it's still deep work day. What other deep work tasks do I have to do? So it's 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 simple, and it's flexible, and it's durable, and that to me, and and like you said, Elaine, you can personalize it. So it could be you could you could have three days a week that are the same themes if you want. You could do what I call horizontal theming. So if days aren't going to work for you, then you can go from nine to eleven. I'm going to work on deep work Monday through Friday. And, and some people, once they get really advanced, and I, don't, I mean, this is a lot of work, but you say, okay, you could do daily, and then within the daily, you could do a horizontal theme if you want. Like, there's a lot of ways to do it, 
but you can make it your own and you can own it. And there's this great um, uh, philosophy behind the idea of called line, speed, and beauty, right? Line is the fundamentals, you know, getting the getting it down, being consistent. Speed is getting faster at it, or getting getting more efficient. Uh-huh. But beauty is owning it, making it your own, personalizing it, making it work for you. And this this approach that I teach, it, it it allows for that creativity, it allows for that flexibility, and kids crave that. They crave routine, but they also crave the ability to have lots of wiggle room within that routine. And if you don't yeah. give them that, then 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 you're going to have backlash. Yeah, and I think I, I hear that from parents a lot. It's like that this is our routine, this is the structure, and when you sort of get into it, you realize that the parents have created it, sort of imposed it, and the kids don't own it because they don't have any participation in it. Yeah, and, and I mean, my son is the one, we we went to parent, my, my daughter's been a dream, my son's been a bit more challenging. We went to parenting class for this purpose and one of the things we we've recognized is that you know my son is a is a is a slave to his routine and it, i mean he, but but he's owning it you know he like he knows that if once eight o'clock happens if he's not at home something he's he's going to lose it he needs to be at home he doesn't necessarily need to be in bed yet or anything like that but at eight o'clock if he and and as he matures he used to fly off the handle now he's six so now he's just he gets quiet and, uh-huh. But we recognize the signals and stuff like that. So it's important for us to design those outings yes. with that knowledge in mind. So when you're theming your days or theming your times, it's always important to work backwards from your certainties So and then get your uncertainties involved. So, for example, my kids are out of school on weekends. Well, I'm not going to record audio and video on weekends unless I'm a real jerk parent. You know, like, you know, I'm not going to do that. So I have to find another day to do that. And I picked Wednesday as my audio video day. Saturday, that's my family day. So, so every, every Saturday I wake up, I don't go, it's the weekend. What do I do? It's, oh, it's Saturday. What cool family things are we going to do today? Cause it's family day. And what I've done is my kids know, like, we're going to go see Star Wars or something like that. They don't say, can we go see Star Wars tonight? If it's a Thursday night, they say, can we go see Star Wars on family day? They know yeah. what it is, and they know they're going to have my undivided attention during that time. And they love the fact that not only the structure works for me, but it works for them. They know that I'm not going to say, hey, let's go out and have a big outing on a Thursday night, because they're going to say, well, why would we do that? This isn't the time. So as as I'm hearing you say that, and I, I love it and, and, and agree with it a thousand percent, I, I know I have some parents that I can think of who are saying, I've got so much to get done on Saturday. I want family time, but I I can't because I have to. How do you how do you respond to that? Well, the term "have to" is is mm-hmm. a term I don't like to hear because "have to" means it's external. Someone is saying that that must happen, not you. Need to is what I would much rather hear people say. That's why the now in now your method stands for need to do. Deal with those things you need to do. Ought, the O stands for ought to do, which is the part that's undecided, which is where we spend a lot of our time. And then the W is for the want to do. So mm-hmm. I I have household chores and shopping and all that stuff to do as well. There's no question. So I have made Sunday that day. Sunday is the day where we go and we do our shopping and we do any kind of yard work or something like that. And Saturday is the day where we spend time with family. Now, if I don't get uh, – the, the great thing about that is that I know on Sunday I'm going to tackle those tasks. Now, I'm not all, and I can tell you this, this, this is, no matter what system you use, you're not going to get everything done. There's no question about it. No matter whether, 
whether you're ADHD or not, you're not going to get everything because you, you can't possibly get everything done that you need to do on a given day at a given time. It's just it's, life is too dynamic for that to happen. But instead of me saying, I didn't get the fence painted on Sunday, when am I going to do it next? I just know immediately that that task gets carried over not to the next tomorrow and the next tomorrow. It, get, it gets moved to the Sunday. So once you start, the following Sunday. So once you start doing this, your brain automatically knows where to put things that don't get completed, number one, and automatically knows where to put things that you've just thought of doing. So if you want to uh, go take a hike with the kids, you're not going to go, well, when are we going to do this? You're going to go, which Saturday are we going to do this on? Oh, you know, we need to build a shed. Okay, well, which Sunday am I going to do this on? There's a lot of freedom in frameworks. Frameworks foster freedom. How you, how you personalize it definitely dictates how much freedom you're going to have. But you're never going to get it all done, so why not get the right things done? And one of the best ways to do that is to re remove the, the pain and the friction from it by giving yourself some targets. And theming is one of the best ways to give yourself those targets. So, you know, one of the other things you mentioned to me earlier was, was getting routines and rituals in place as early as possible. What's important about mm -hmm. that? Uh, the, the main reason that's important is because it starts to establish consistency. It starts to establish, uh, again, that line, speed, and beauty. So, for example, uh, you know, my kids, uh, this actually, it's quite funny, last night before bed, all of the breakfast stuff was out for the kids. The five, five vitamins that they take and all, and you know, like the, the fork and the knife and the plate for the waffles and all that stuff. The waffles weren't out because that would have been bad. You know, that, that's not good. But everything was set up and, and they know. So the routine is, and, and this was super helpful for me and my wife, is uh, one of the routines we have for if it's not waffle, so if it's not a plate and a fork and knife, then my son knows it's going to be cereal because it's either that or cereal. And so cereal, we, have, we leave a cup of milk in the fridge because he's not big enough, he's not big enough uh, to carry a whole carton. And we have a bowl, on the, and he can grab the bowls. We put the bowls in an area that he could reach, and he can grab the corn pops because that's what he has. And that's, that's what happens. Is, is so he can walk out and knows the routine. If he walks out, if he sees a fork and a knife and a plate, he wakes us up. If he doesn't see that, then he knows it's, 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 uh, it's cereal time. And sometimes we'll leave the bowl out as like a, like a hint. But he's always got a glass of milk ready in the fridge. So it, the, now all of a sudden we're training him in two respects. Number one, you we're making him, we're giving him initiative. We're, we're creating some semblance of the consistency. But further to that, we're also saving ourselves the aggravation of having to get up at an ungodly hour if we don't, you know, because his hours, he likes to get up at 630, right? Right. I, I, yeah, you're I'm, fostering I'm independence. A, exactly. And I think... Once you start to establish those routines, both for the morning and evening, and I think the evening routine is just as, if not more important than the than the morning routine, uh, oh. then then the expectation arises. It's it's. It, and by the way, if you establish the wrong routines, that's an issue too. I mean, if you are the person that throws your kid in front of the TV before school and lets them watch TV after school, try taking that away after doing that for a week. Not going to happen. So you need to. That's you, true. If you're gonna, you need to have those in place. And I, I know Atel Gawande, who uh, Gawande, who wrote the checklist manifesto, says like give kids checklists early on. I'm not a total proponent of that. I think that there's some instances where that gets too rigid. But I think it's important to say, hey, when you get home from school, the first thing you do is you do these, you you do three things: this, this, and this. And uh, my son gets to, we give him like a half hour to watch something on TV. But we bought actually at Napo. 
the folks at Time Timer gave me one of their little timers. And he goes yep. to it and he turns it he turns it thirty minutes. As soon as the thirty minute timer goes off, he normally does one of these. Ugh right? Even though unlike us, he can pause the show. We couldn't do that as kids. He right. can actually pause it. <laughs> and he gets up, he does his thing, and then he goes back and then he does it on for another thirty minutes. So you as soon as you establish that what that does is, yes, it creates – some people say, oh, it creates too much roboticism. It, it takes the human element out of it. It takes the human element or it takes the friction out of the things that require little to no energy to, to think of and do. And what that does is frees up the mind to do the really creative work, to do the really awesome things, to, to be able to have that time where you will go out and go to the park and have fun. Um, yeah. free, uh, as I said, frameworks foster freedom. And I think that right. if you're not starting early – then you're going to uh, have a harder time establishing them in the future. Well, and we, we just had a couple of minutes left, so I want to be mindful of that as we close the conversation. Um, but what strikes me about what's come up multiple times in this conversation is the notion of flexibility. And, um, um, you know, in, in our work we often refer to it as flexible structure. Right, you know, you can't build a bridge that that's too rigid or it will collapse. You have to have the structure, but it's got to be able to move with the water or the wind or whatever. And what right. you're talking about here is building in um, movement and and variability to the notion of structure. And as as an adult with ADHD who sort of used to bristle at the term consistency and structure, I find what you're saying really freeing, very liberating. Well, and, and I'll give you a quick example. When my son was going uh, from being at home with me, you know, during the week to kindergarten, he was home with me on Wednesdays, and so that was Daddy Duty Day, and Friday was uh, was my audio video day. Once he went to kindergarten, uh, Wednesday became a completely different day, and I left Friday as audio video day. But then what would happen is by the end of the week, I'd be really tired. I'm like, why am I not doing so well with the podcast? What's going on? I looked at it and said, well, it's because I'm working five days in a row for the first time in forever. So all I had to do, Elaine, was swap the Wednesday-themed day with the Friday-themed day, and those tasks followed. And now all this – so it was that kind of seismic – I call them seismic seismic. Uh, kind of like a seismic structure. I used to work at Costco. All the steel there is seismic. Like you said, it needs to be able to move or it's going to, you know, collapse. Yeah. By by just by just moving, swapping what Friday meant and what Wednesday meant, the the amount of friction in my week was lessened and it didn't take much to do. And I think that's what you need to be able to do is say it needs to be simple, it needs to be flexible, and then it needs to be durable. It needs to be able to stand under the weight of all the stuff you're going to throw at it, and that's what this this methodology does, and it's worked for well, a number of people. Well, what jumps out at me about it is, is also that for adults with ADHD, the other thing it has to be sometimes is interesting, and and so giving yes. ourselves permission to, to shift it around, maybe because you have a change in structure or schedule, but maybe because I'm sort of bored with doing it on Wednesday, so for the next three months or six months, I'm going to shift it around a little bit because I need something to make it novel again or interesting again um, for my brain to engage. And so that's another way that it can be really effective for, for adults who are struggling with ADHD or, or attention issues or executive function. Yeah, it's, it's like moving furniture in your living room. You know, you want a different exactly. perspective. That's how you can do it. Yeah. Exactly. I love it. 
Right. Well, we are we are at the end of our time, and it's amazing how quickly it goes. But I want to thank you for your engagement and your wisdom and 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 what you're sharing. I think it's great information and and really presented in a way that is accessible for adults with and without ADHD, but particularly for those of us who struggle with executive function. Um, you know, there's a there's a challenge when we're dealing with issues of productivity because we we can feel really intimidated by it. So, um, I just want to acknowledge and thank you for presenting it in a way that feels open and, and receptive and understanding um, for those of us who struggle with these issues because it doesn't come naturally to everybody, right? So, tell us a little bit about how people can find out more about what you do. Well, what I've done, Elaine, is I've actually put together a special link for everybody that's that's here. So that way they can get a little bit more in-depth about what I'm talking about, have some stuff that they can actually hold on to that's tangible. So if they go to productivityist.com slash impact ADHD all together, uh, they'll be able to get a whole bunch of resources there that will help them out. And I, I actually just did a Skillshare class that goes over the prospects of time theming, and there's a link in, in, in there as well. So uh, that would be the great place to start. So I just want to clarify, it's Productivityist. So productivity with a Y and then I-S-T at the end. Yep, yep. Dot com slash impact ADHD. Yep. Brilliant. Thank you again for your time and your your work, and, um, and thank you all for listening today. Take care, everyone.